You are listening to the Inspiring Your Shine podcast, where you will be empowered with the truth to live authentically, abundantly, and on purpose, taking you and your business from surviving to thriving by helping you be authentically you. Hello, it's Rebecca, and I am here to chat with you today about how to go from surviving to creating an environment where you can thrive. So we're going to be breaking down some of these ideas that will help you to analyze what's going on around you. Because what you may not recognize is that you are a living thing. And just like any living thing, and think about yourself as a seed, that you are a seed that has everything within it to become who you were created to be. But where you are planted and the environment that you are planted in matters just as much as when you plant a seed into the ground. If it does not get water and sun and the environment is not right, it will not have the opportunity to bloom, to become what it was intended to be. And you are exactly the same as as a living being, as, as a thing that God created with a plan and an intention You need to recognize that we have to pay attention to the environment that is around us. And there's going to be three different parts of our environment that I'm going to be helping you to break down and consider. And I'm also going to be attaching an opportunity for you to download an Environment to Thrive worksheet where it will ask you some mentoring questions to help you to gain clarity about what it is that you need to remove and what you need to add into your life in order to create this environment that you need to thrive. So this is an individual thing. I'm going to be talking about some generalizations, but really it comes down to you recognizing and understanding and gaining wisdom and insight into what it is that you need to thrive. Maybe up until now you have been in survival mode and you have continued to live and your business is surviving, but It's not creating the fruit. It's not thriving in a way that is creating what you envision for it. We can change all of that by just considering the environment that we are growing in. So there's three different parts to it. It is looking at your physical environment and how that's impacting you. And then considering your mental environment, which matters so much. And sometimes this is the one that is left completely untamed and unconsidered. And lastly, I want you to look at the atmosphere that you are in, that you are trying to thrive in, and see what might not be working for you, to see what you might need to change, because you have complete power to change the atmosphere that you are growing in. But it's just getting self-aware about what is going on, and then self-aware about what you need in order to thrive. So I'm going to help you break this down, and I have created an Environment to Thrive worksheet to help guide you through this process for you as an individual. If you're driving or doing something, you can come back to this later and fill it out yourself. It'll walk you right through creating the environment that you need in order to thrive. So first, let's start with identifying the areas in your life and thinking about what needs to be decontaminated. So if you consider yourself like a seed growing in this soil of this life that you have created, what parts of your life might be contaminated that you need to deal with to remove these things from your life in order to grow and to produce more fruit? 
And then you want to look at what is it that you need to add, considering it like fertilizer to your life. What do you need to add into your life in order for you to have a boost in growth? So first, let's break down your physical environment. And of course, we need to think about our workstation and the way that we are organizing our day-to-day work. So you want to consider that you are impacted by the environment that you're putting yourself in physically to work. It's either distracting you or it's creating an environment that's making you less efficient and productive. Do you have piles of things around that you need to eliminate? Do you need to just spend an hour picking things up and organizing things? Because here's the thing, not everybody is organized. And I like to say you're either a filer or a piler. Don't be embarrassed at the fact that you are a piler or you're kind of messy. And sometimes we get so busy that we don't have the opportunity to complete things and things get left out. So just take an hour and make your workspace organized. If you know that you're constantly running into something like you have collected a bunch of leads, but they are in a disorganized way that you can't seem to find them when you need them to make the phone calls back, or something that is impacting you directly in your business and keeping you from moving forward, and you know that that's happening over and over, you want to identify that so that you can eliminate that from happening. Come up with a plan. So maybe it's that instead of it getting buried here and there and being written in all these different places, maybe you use one notebook that you write all of these things in so that you can always have them close at hand. Or maybe it's that you create one basket where every single time you get a lead or a business card or or whatever it is, you put it in this one place so that it is at least contained and it isn't a mess everywhere and you're not digging and digging and feeling frustrated trying to find it. The other thing is you want to think about what your workstation feels like. So do you need a more comfortable chair? Do you need more quiet? Do you need to move your office from where it is in your house to somewhere else? Or is it that you don't work well alone and you would rather be in like a co-working space? So really think about what is the atmosphere, the feeling that you want your workstation, your office to be like. And you can change the atmosphere of your office by thinking about what kind of decorations you put in it. Maybe you want something really simple and clean, or maybe you need to warm it up and make it feel inviting and comfortable. And what is it that you need in your environment for you to create that kind of feeling? Another thing that I found in a physical environment is What are the things that you have not tended to that I like to consider like open windows on your computer? So think about your computer and you have all of these open windows and it is draining the energy from your system and it's bogging down and making it slower and less efficient. And so what are those things that you need to do that would take less than 15 minutes, but it is still bothering you? To give you an example, I would have a package in my car and drive around with that darn package for three weeks instead of just stopping at the post office and mailing it. And so every single time I saw that package, I would beat myself up and it would drain my energy Without me even acknowledging that it was happening and I was beating myself up and I was telling myself like, geez, you just need to take care of that. 
and you aren't good at taking care of things, you leave things unfinished all of the time, and I'm all of this negative self-talk because I hadn't taken the time to drive to the post office and deliver this package. So I want you to consider what are those open windows in your life, those little bitty things that wouldn't even take very long that you need to take care of. It could be a file pile. It could be phone calls that you need to make. It could be deliveries that you need to make. It could be a multitude of things. But what is that for you? What are those open windows that you need to consider and recognize that they are in the background taking energy from you? And the next thing is in your physical environment, thinking about your health. Your health deeply impacts how you're showing up and how you're performing. And so considering what is going on in your physical environment of your, your health, how you feel physically, are you getting enough rest? Do you need to drink more water? Do you need to have more healthy food so that you feel energetic instead of wanting to take a nap every time after you eat? Do you need to go to the doctor to take care of something that you've been putting off? How do you need to care for yourself physically to make you better to help you to face your day in a more healthy way. So in your physical environment, think about what it is that you need to take away from your physical environment, whether that's clutter, unhealthy foods, the place that you're working, the workspace that you've created. Maybe it's not working for you and you need to take that away. And then I want you to consider what is it that you need to add in? So is it that you need to add in more sleep? You need to add in a better office situation, you need to add in an inspiring feeling of a workspace. But we must recognize that our physical environment is impacting us, particularly if you are a sensory personality. Every single thing that you can taste, touch, hear, and feel is impacting you every single day. And so it's time to get clear about what needs to change and what you need more of for you to thrive in your physical environment. Next, we're going to move on to your mental environment. And so when we're looking at your mental environment, the best thing that you can do for your success is to be positive and happy. I love the book, The Happiness Advantage. And in that book, he talks about that he did studies that showed that positive people are more productive and efficient than unhappy people. And so it's very important for you to recognize that you don't have to grind it out and survive through every day feeling frustrated and like getting to the end of your day and wow, I made it through. You truly can face your day with joy regardless of what it is that you are up against. And you can learn to lay your head on the pillow at night and feel good about what it is that you can choose to be happy in spite of what's going on around you. I think that the world has taught us as we have grown, that if you are not suffering in some way, then you are not paying the price. And that is not true. We truly can and should be happy with what we're doing. If we are happy, then likely we are doing something in love rather than out of our ego and out of pushing and trying to achieve. And so if you're truly living in a state of love and you're serving, then you should feel happy. And if you're not feeling happy on a day-to-day basis, mentally, you need to think about where your heart is and why you're doing what you're doing. Because if you're not loving what you're doing, 
If you're not enjoying the journey, then maybe you have picked the wrong career. Maybe what you're doing isn't truly aligning with your purpose in your soul. So based on your personality type, you're going to have certain preferences within your personality and you need to consider what it is that you, as a person, what you need in order to feel good. So that could be that you really need a clean environment. You need a structured environment. Or maybe if you're an unstructured personality, you need flexibility in your environment in order for you to feel good. So to give you an example of this, my oldest daughter had a job and when we broke it all down as to what her core desired feelings were, what her values were that she wanted to live by, that job was not aligning at all with her preferences and what she really wanted. She really desired flexibility and it was very strict and stuffy. She desired to have genuine connection and interactions with people and this was a very professional disconnected environment for any association that she had with people was very disconnected so mentally every single day she felt frustrated because her environment was not meeting her deepest needs and we want to consider that if we don't feel good mentally if we are depressed if we are stressed if we we're not enjoying our life What is it in our environment that is creating something that's making us feel discontent? Because we have control over what we're choosing. One of the big things that can create a lot of stress for us is when we are putting expectations on others and wanting other people to meet maybe even unspoken expectations, or we are trying to live up to other people's expectations. Both of those are very unhealthy. And again, in that book, Happiness Advantage by Sean Acor, what he talks about is that unhappiness comes when our reality and our expectations are not in alignment. And there's such a huge gap that that's what causes the unhappiness. So I want you to think about what are your expectations for other people? And are you voicing your needs and desires and and what it is that you want, either from your coworkers, from your employees, from your, your partners? Whatever that may look like for you, are you voicing those expectations? And then you can only have expectations of somebody if they have agreed to those expectations. Because often we have unspoken expectations that other people never agreed to, and then we're constantly feeling disappointed that they are not meeting our expectation. So it's very important for us to be able to share with people what it is that we desire and want and expect, and then they have to agree with it as well as we have to stop trying to please everybody and meet other people's expectations. They also need us to agree to the expectations that they're holding us to. And sometimes we hold ourselves to a higher expectation than people even want from us because we are not wanting to disappoint anyone. We are afraid to not look perfect in some way. It's very important for you to understand when you are holding yourself to an expectation that someone hasn't even asked of you because of your own ego. And lastly on the mental part is that it's really important for you to learn to say no and to only say yes to the things that are going to move you toward what your goal is. And sometimes we can get really caught up in saying yes to everything because we get excited about the opportunity or because we don't want to disappoint somebody. But we really need to learn to consider what we are saying yes and no to 
and give ourselves time to think and consider and coming from an educated place when we give that answer instead of saying yes and trapping ourselves or saying immediately no and missing out on an opportunity we need to learn to consider those opportunities in our life and whether it aligns with where we're going so now let's move on to our atmosphere and our atmosphere is about those things that are kind of in the background of our lives that we may not recognize the impact that they are having on us. And so one of the biggest things in our atmosphere that's very present and prevalent to most of us is our social media. So thinking about how often you're mindlessly scrolling and how is that scrolling making you feel? Like what kind of people are you following? What are you exposing yourself to? And what kind of things are triggering your mind to begin to roam and think? And are those are they making you feel and think things that are positive and uplifting? Or is it kind of dragging you down? I know that I had to kind of start limiting social media because often when I was scrolling, it was triggering envy. It was triggering comparison. And I'm conscious of those things and I don't want to do those things. But you know how it is. It just it's it happens and your mind starts to wonder before you even recognize it. And so really limiting what you're doing on social media and how much you're scrolling and how much you're exposing yourself to it and being really intentional about the time that you're spending doing that. The other thing is we have to recognize when we are potentially living in a Pinterest world. And what I mean by that is this virtual reality world. And I just watched something called Black Mirror the other day. And it was really interesting because it was a, they're kind of like the Twilight Zone Um, like little their own episodes kind of a show and this one was about how everybody was rating everyone else and people were behaving fake in order to get good ratings and and I know that you recognize that in this world that we're living in today so often it's not authentic that people are just putting on airs and they are capturing on their social media and what people are putting out there on Pinterest and things like that are like this idea of this perfect picture. And that is not how life goes. And we know that logically, but in our emotions, what that brings up for us is this pressure to perform and to be at that level of perfection and capturing those perfect moments that that's the way that life is and should be. And it kind of distorts things. And so we really aren't living in reality. We're living in virtual reality. And we need to be aware of how that's impacting us and our atmosphere. And what are we striving for? Who are we trying to impress? What are we trying to put out there in our image for other people that isn't really authentic? I know that I am very much a mess. And I always want people to take me seriously. So I don't want to share that part of my life with people. Um... But it's an amazing. One time I put a picture on Instagram of my sock pile and asked other people if they had the same thing. And it was just crazy how many people like related to that. Because the thing is, our lives are messy. And we do have those sock piles and those things that are constantly consuming us. And sometimes it's good to talk about and be honest about those parts of our life that are not perfect. Lastly, about atmosphere, what I want you to consider is Who is supporting you? What kind of a support system have you created in your life? And how how is that helping you to give you a platform for you to step off of to be stronger when you go out there in the business? And 
I know as an entrepreneur and when I first began to build my business, my Inspiring Your Shine business, I was creating this and I really didn't have any support. I was doing it on my own and I had a lot of like mentorship that I was seeking from learning different platforms and things, but I really didn't have a day-to-day support system. But the problem was is that my family, my husband, my friends didn't really understand what I was trying to do and what I was trying to build because all of them had jobs and not many of them were out in the entrepreneur world, certainly not on the online entrepreneur world. And so um, I felt very alone at times. I felt very misunderstood and I found a support system in a group called Self Leadership Global and they helped me as they were, a lot of them did similar things to me that they were people working from their homes online trying to make an impact in the world. And so it gave me like-minded people to resonate with me and make me feel held and understood. That can also come on a spiritual way. Maybe you need a small group or a Bible study in order for you to be able to feel supported spiritually. Um, You know, going to church can do that for you. So what is it that you need to feel supported? Do you need to join a group? Do you need to network more and to find some great networking groups that make you feel supported and where you can gain education and inspiration? What does that look like for you? So it's very important though because we were never meant to do things alone. We were meant to be girded up by other people that aren't like us and um, even people that are similar to us so that we can feel supported and loved. So I want you to think about who you're associating with and maybe if you are in an environment where your association are small thinkers and they are not people that have dreams and they are not pursuing their purpose, they're just surviving through every day, living for the weekend, then maybe that is not the type of association that you want to spend all of your time with. And so again, not saying you need to completely eliminate all of your friends and association that you have now, but really thinking about what kind of association can you add that will really support you and help you to be inspired and and help you to see that there is more out there than just surviving day to day. And lastly, when we're thinking about our atmosphere, what you may not be considering is the boundaries that you have placed in your life. Many times our boundaries come from our core values and our core values really guide us, but maybe you have compromised some of the things that you really value and you've allowed those boundaries to dip down and you aren't keeping those up so therefore you don't feel safe in certain ways whether it be in relationships or the way that you're living your life and so it's very important for you to think about your boundaries and where you maybe need to put your boundaries back up or maybe you're you have a boundary and you're struggling with new experiences so boundaries um really give us that sense of safety and It's important for you to make sure that you are enforcing your boundaries. Now that we've went over a lot of these things and your mind has began to wonder and think about what is it, what is the environment that you need to thrive? And that's why I've created this Environment to Thrive worksheet for you to help you to get this all out, create a plan so that you can be intentional about dealing with those areas. And you can create some commitments about what it is that you need to work on taking away and what it is that you need to work on adding into your environment in order for you to thrive.
I hope that this helps you to create the environment that you need to thrive. Until next time, have a wonderful day.